Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Free Flicker. I am your host, Sean Murray, and well, it's close to being quarter to 12, as we're going to, as we get ready to head into a, uh, I guess, a, another day. Uh, it's hard to believe it's about 12 or 13 days into, I believe, excuse me, 13 days into the, into the, new, into the new year, 2023. Uh, certainly, I hope you're 13 days, or almost two weeks, I guess you could say, going into the new year has been... Um, Good for you thus thus far. Uh, as you know, so I my podcast. For those who join me for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, uh, your co-workers, your next-door neighbor, you know, anybody. Please invite them on in as, we, as I want to, as we continue to try and build and, and build and build on what, what we have been doing. Um, I know here lately it's, uh, we have been cutting uh I think it's like the fifth episode I've been able to cut in the last couple of days. Uh, again, I've always stated uh, I do the best I can to get these this information out to you, give you my opinion on on different subjects. And certainly, uh, there's been more stuff that's been going on. Uh, you know, some coordinator firings. Uh, of course, uh, head coaching uh, names have been put into the uh, in head coaching. Uh, some people are doing interviews. Some have been doing interviews next week. Uh, Word on the street is that Sean Payton's going to be doing an interview with the Denver Broncos. I believe next Tuesday, I believe that is the word that I have been hearing. Uh, once again, for those who have been with me from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. Please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, uh, anybody you need to be. Please, 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 give them a comment and come on in. And uh, listen, listen to the podcast as we, as I, like I said, I want to continue to grow and grow and grow even, and grow even more. Uh, if you do not listen to me here on Anchor, certainly I'm on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Radio Public, you know, uh, Amazon Music, Google, Apple Podcasts. I'm on quite a few, quite a few. So if you don't, if you don't, if you don't listen to Anchor, don't worry about it. Uh, like I said, I, I'm on a bunch of other ones. So please, if you don't get a chance, please. Listen to wherever you listen to your pod, podcast, as whether you're uh, sitting at home or you're driving to work. What the case is, uh, please, please, I mean, grab a friend and listen to, you know, come, come listen to the podcast. Uh, as, as I've always stated before, uh, if you got any questions, uh, ask them on Facebook. If not, uh, and if you have, you have Spotify or Anchor, you could ask, uh, propose a question. And I can actually um, answer that question for, for for you. If you got a question, it depends on what it is. It doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, it's a question about a, a, a head coaching uh, coordinator getting fired, uh, a fantasy football question for 2023 season. Anything that comes to mind, please, please do me a favor and ask the question. I'll do the best I can to answer that question here on this on this episode, and I'll certainly provide it. Uh, you know, provides some time to uh, answer those questions as best as best as I can. I mean, we got one. Like I said, it doesn't matter what it is. You know, ask. You know, ask away. I'll do the best I can to answer that question as best as best I can. Uh, but enough of that. We have. Uh, I've talked enough. Let's let's jump into some subjects. Let's jump into one subject right off the bat, and we talk about. I've talked about it probably about a minute ago. Coiners. And one that comes to mind right off the bat is Washington Commanders have now 
had let go of one Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Now, now Scott has been Scott has been with with Ronaber for uh, several years. He was with him with the uh, went with the Carolina Panthers. Ron brought him over to the Washington Commanders with him, and he's been the coordinator for the last for the last few years. Again. I think Ron said at the end of the season there was going to be some changes made in the coaching staff. I mean, I believe uh, during the season he fired his, uh, I believe it was a defensive line coach that he had fired. And now Scott Turner is, um, has been fired from his, uh, relieved of his duties, I guess you could say, as the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. Now, with Scott, I said, with Scott, it's, it's for any coordinator, I got to say this, it's hard to, when you dealt with, it seems like about what fifty quarterbacks that have gone through the Washington Commanders uh, camp last yeah on the team the last few years. Uh, maybe not fifty, but seven to be precise. It is hard to get any kind of rapport with any any of them. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of the ones now. You had was it Alex Smith, uh, the late Dwayne Haskins, uh, certainly Carson Wentz this year, Tom Heineke, Sam Howell. I mean, you had several, several, you know, you had several, he has had, he's dealt with a bunch of different quarterbacks, and he, had, and he could not find the right formula, you know, with that quarterback. And certainly, if you're a coordinator in this league, it is hard to develop a good rapport with any type of quarterback. I mean, it's not like you had Joshua Daniels and Tom Brady for several years. I mean, even Charlie Weiss and Tom Brady, you had for several years. It's hard to, yeah, just an example, it's hard to have that community. Scott Turner never had that with any of his quarterbacks. Let's let's be honest with you. And again, again, two questions for the commanders are going to be: Who who will bring in as your offensive coordinator, and who's going to be a quarterback moving forward? Because for the sake of argument, Carson Wentz is not coming back to the Washington Commanders next season. Uh, now, Taylor Heineke is on the is he'll be a free agent. Now, I don't think the I don't think a lot of people are going to jump on the Taylor Heineke bandwagon. And wanting to be like even starting quarterback in, in this league, I think Taylor could certainly come back on maybe a two-year deal, you know, for the uh, Commanders, and certainly be willing to be the backup once again. I can see that happening. Now, Sam Howell, Sam Howell played the final, you know, final season, final regular season game against the Dallas Cowboys. Certainly, he has ups and downs, which you have to wonder moving forward. Could you know? Let Sam become the starting quarterback next season for the Washington Commanders. And you have to look at you have to look at that in that just in that division alone. You got Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott. Now with the Giants, Daniel Jones is a free agent, but we figure Daniel Jones will be back. So to me, Washington like the biggest hole at quarterback. Now I get it. You got a free agent. You got free agent. Um, you know, free agency out there. Jimmy Garoppolo's name always pops up. Um, do you trade for Derek Carr? One name, that one name nobody has, has mentioned, and that's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's a free agent, but you figure the Ravens are going sit, to sit down with him and sign him to some type of contract. And at least you can figure that. But again, what if they can't come to some terms? Can you still 
Jackson with Washington and how and how and how that would change. I mean, it would certainly be a boost to um, certainly be a boost to um, Washington. I mean, to be honest with you, he may be the best, or maybe the second best quarterback in the division. Some may say Jalen Hurts might be the best quarterback in the North, and do it too, and you know, vice versa. Again, for Scott Turner, it's it, it, like I said, for Scott Turner, it's hard. I mean, again, if you look at it moving forward, I mean, they seem to have a pretty decent running game. Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson seem to be pretty decent one too. I don't have a problem with the running game. I'm sure they're going to add more running back, maybe a free agent, and still have JD McKissick on their roster. But I got a feeling JD is going to be gone next season. I think he'll be somewhere else. You know, play that third down role. Somebody else, but it won't be the commanders. They've got was it Jared Patterson, who's been who's been on who's been on their roster for a few years. And maybe Jared becomes the third running back. You know, there's one guy there that everybody remembers the uh, running back from University of Stanford, Bryce Luck. They drafted everybody thought that Bryce Luck could somehow. Of course, he was injured. Everybody thought Bryce Luck would come in. Of course, nobody's ever heard nobody's ever heard anything from Bryce Luck. But again. We'll see, you know, we'll see moving forward. The biggest thing, I think the biggest thing, other than maybe Taylor Heineke, nobody seemed to have a really good rapport with one Terry Bergeron. Now, Terry Bergeron is the top receiver for the uh, Commanders. He got a contract extension this, this, past, this past season. And for a quarterback, for any quarterback that they, let's say, sign or draft, whatever the case might be here, they're going to have to have a, a heck of a rapport with, with him. Because that is a, that's a that's a big key. Now Dotson Dotson when he was healthy, he did produce he did produce. You could have someone as a number two receiver. And Curtis Samuel, actually Curtis Samuel was healthy most of the year and he produced. So the, the thing with the it's like the thing with the Commanders, it's not like they have a horrible. It's not like they have a horrible offense in place. It's the quarterback has been the biggest issue. Now certainly they could use probably an offensive line there too. I'm not saying they couldn't. But the biggest thing with them is it's the quarterback. And again, who knows? I mean, who knows what they what they'll do as far as being the you know, as far as being the quarterback of the Washington Commanders next season. But for Scott Turner, I'm not saying Scott will you know, Scott could very well end up with another job. He might be maybe an offensive uh, offensive assistant coach for some team. But again, it's interesting. And there's a lot of names. I mean, one name, I know it's laughable. Sam Donald. Yeah, I know it's laughable. But he doesn't have a contract with the Panthers. Does, does Ron Murphy a chance on Sam Donald? Number one, Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield's a free agent. I mean, he did have his moments with the Rams, and it seemed like Sean Faye got something out of Baker Mayfield. Does Baker come to Washington? It depends on it depends on what Ron Burrow and the, and the staff have in mind. Now, of course, of course, we all know that Washington their off the field issues, especially with the front office and Daniel Schneider. To me, that might be more that might be more of a bigger concern than the offensive line and quarterback. I mean, you need to get the ownership thing straight, straight. I mean, I don't know when. I mean, again. Daniel Schneider's looked into as, as reached out to Bank of America to see if he can find anybody that's willing to buy to buy the Washington.
strategy you need for you. We should just walk you out there and to die a football team. But we'll see. We'll see. To me, that might be the biggest thing is to get the ownership thing straightened out. That's. I think that might be the number one priority. And if the ownership comes with a, you know, a new owner, they might want a new general manager. They might want a new head football coach. But see, to me, that that's kind of one of the odd things. I mean, if Rivera, assuming Ron Rivera keeps his job and all that, but then again, if you if you go about it as, you know, day-to-day operations, like nothing's happening, you sell the football team, and then you're right back in the same boat all over again. You got new ownership. Yeah, and then chaos, chaos, or soon, probably on the field. But again, I mean, it's interesting to see how that is. I'm very interested to see how that's going. But for me, I think you need to find, you know, you need to find a brand new owner in the offseason, like, sooner the better. And let that one come in and say, you know what? I'll keep Ron, Ron around. Let's keep the GM around. Let's keep everybody around. Let's see how this works for a year. And if I'm not impressed at all, you're gone. Love all new all new team and all new coaching staff in 2024. But I think that's something that needs to be really right away. Now, I don't know who Ron Burr's got in mind as the as a new uh, offensive coordinator. There has been rumors that uh, Zane Pizzi who's on his staff, could be the new offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator at one time for the Cincinnati Bengals. He has experience. Some feel that he could very well be the next offensive coordinator. Keep it in-house, which I can see that and understand that. But again, if it's Zane Pizzi or anybody else, you got to find a quarterback. And right now, the only, the only one right now on your roster is what? Sam Howell. He's not going back. I don't think he'll have to be likely. And Carlson Vince is not coming back. So right now you have Sam Howell as your quarterback. I mean, what do you, I mean, it gets interesting. Um, you know, what do you do? I'm sure there's quarterbacks. I mean, you know, maybe you get a quarterback in the draft. If there's one that you think you can get, um, you start looking, like I said, the usual suspects. Um, where do you go? Do you sign? Do you know, go ahead and sign? Cooper Rush, you see him from the Dallas Cowboys. Do you talk to Tulsa about Gardner Minshew? I don't know if that's a possibility. I don't know that would happen. But you guys are looking around. You definitely have to start looking around. I don't see you reaching out to Daniel Jones and pulling him from the um, from the Giants. I don't see that happening. But I'm interested. It gets me very interested to see how the commanders plan on going about. But for Scott Turner. I can feel the man's pain because you go through seven different quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have time to sit down and get a good report with any of these quarterbacks. And again, let me be honest with you. If you look at Ron Rivera's track record, other than Cam Newton, yeah, I think Ron's had a problem with quarterbacks. But I'm interested to see what quarterbacks come, come in and is going to help you know, help Washington. Like I said, the running game is not bad. There are some weapons to work with. But you need a quarterback. And you need a couple guys on the offensive line. But look at the defensive side of the ball, the commanders. To me, they need secondary help. Maybe an all linebacker. Now they go they go I know they're gonna they probably will use uh Payton, a pretty solid defensive tackle, 
to free agency, and I'm sure he's going to probably want to go to an organization that has more stability and a playoff team, and I'm sure he'll get, he'll get, he'll get his fair share of money. But for right now, with the commanders, it's who's going to own your team? And then your offensive coordinator, and then you got to work on a quarterback. Kind of in that order. Probably won't happen like that. But again, that's something that needs to be done for Scott Turner. Granny's he's not the only offensive coordinator that's lost his gig, and we'll talk about others as we move along. But for, but for Scott Turner, I don't blame you, dude. I mean, you're through seven quarterbacks. You didn't have a chance to really, you know, get a chance to. I mean, you didn't have a Tom Brady to be there for many, many years. Or a young guy like a Patrick Mahomes, a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, a Josh Allen. Again, it's interesting. Who do you get? Who do you, yeah. Who come, who's going to come in? And write, you know, and write the ship. But again, ownership, offensive coordinator, quarterback. Probably in that order. Got to work on that. Like I said, probably won't happen that way. But for the commanders, you got to figure something out, guys, sooner rather than later. Because right now, and you've got Philadelphia, again, should be bad. Yeah, or could be probably top of the division next year. Dallas, they still may be the second best team in that division. And the Giants, the Giants came off a nice year. But again, if they could re-sign Barkle, and re-sign down Jones, add a couple of receivers to your team, yeah, then the Commanders will wind up right back where they were in the cellar. Now, granted, the Commanders had a chance, even with all that's going on, they even had a chance to make the playoffs. Well, Ron Rivera made the mistake of going back to Carlson Wentz instead of sticking with Tyler Heineke. Now, granted, Heineke didn't light the world on fire, but the offense did move better, and they actually had a winning record under Taylor Heineke. But he thought Carson Wentz was going to put him over the top. Again, word on the street was that's what Dan Schneider wanted. Dan Schneider wanted, wanted Carson Wentz. He got him, and they bombed. Again, that's the point sometimes where even the owner of a football team doesn't, yeah, doesn't know football as well as he thinks he does. But again, we'll see who becomes the quarterback. Goes with the offensive coordinator. Again, like I said before, and I'll keep saying it, ownership, offensive coordinator, quarterback. Got to be in that order. Now, pull up a little junk from the NFC to the AFC, and let's talk about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Pittsburgh Steelers, of course, we talk about quarterbacks. We have to remember at the beginning of the year, Mitchell Trubisky, well, he was signed in the offseason to a two-year deal to be the bridge quarterback to, more than likely, Kenny Pickett. Now, during preseason, during preseason, all the quarterbacks played fairly well, from Trubisky to Pickett to even Mason Rudolph. Now, some people were kind of surprised that Mason Rudolph, who didn't play none this year, was pretty much a third-string quarterback, that he did not get a chance to even throw the football at some point this season. Some people are kind of surprised that Rudolph didn't even get a chance for a team to call Mason Rudolph. Now, Mason has not 
really let the world on fire in his you know, time in the NFL, and uh, he has taken on the Big Ben, got hurt. But to me, you know, again, I guess the article I read was the, one of the biggest reasons Mitchell Trubisky lost his starting quarterback job, and they, they gave it the job to Kenny Pickett, was because Mitchell Trubisky and their top receiver, Deontay Johnson, had some blow up in the locker room, and this was part of the reason why he had lost. He had lost his. He lost his job because of some blow up. Now I'm sure the Pittsburgh Steelers would. I'm sure they'd have denied it. I mean, yeah, you want to keep stuff in house. Now, to me, unlike most people, most experts, and I'm always right. I never understood Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, means how Pittsburgh. I didn't really understand that. Now, I get it. Big Ben retired. You push the panic button. You know, you looked around and said, oh, Mitchell Trubisky, let's, let's go get him. We can probably bring him in for a cheap price. We ain't gonna stop yet. Stop, you know, gap quarterback until Kenny Pickett is ready. Now, Kenny Pickett kind of got thrust into a uh, pretty bad situation. And Pickett struggled at first. Now, towards the end of this, towards the end of this season, you can show signs where Kenny Pickett was improving and to what Mike Tomlin and Pittsburgh should have saw in Kenny Pickett. Now, granted, Kenny Pickett will be the starting quarterback next season for the Steelers, or at least we're thinking. Mitchell will continue to be that Mitchell. My guess will be the backup quarterback. My guess, Mason will. Mason will probably be gone. Now, unless, for some reason, they cut Mitchell Trubisky, they bring Mason Rudolph back as the backup quarterback to Kenny Pickett. It's possible. Now, but again, I think, and I think I, I might have been a couple of days later, I also read where Mitchell Trubisky said he wished he had stayed in Buffalo and continued to be Josh Allen's backup. But I can understand it. If you, and I don't fault Mitchell for leaving Buffalo going to Pittsburgh for the simple fact that it's not going to be your two-year deal. And hey, you might have a chance to be our starting quarterback once again and once again this league. Now, I've always gave Mike Nagy credit where it was due, the former Chicago Bears coach who has, who has gone back to Kansas City. Now, a lot of people never gave Matt Nagy a lot of credit for, for making sure you had for getting into the playoffs with Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. Now, Mitchell, I think, did play about a couple of mop-up games last year for the Buffalo Bills, and there were times he didn't look, he didn't look bad at all. But again... If, if Brian Drabel can make Daniel Jones a respected quarterback in this league, you know, maybe you know, maybe Mitch has gone to the Giants. Now, again, there were rumors, there were rumors at one point in time that he was a good with the Giants and they did compete with Daniel Jones for the starting job. There was talk, but instead, he got tailed off Taylor. Again, Taylor knew the system, knew the system as well. But for Mitchell to come out, I think a couple of days come out and say, maybe I should have stayed in Buffalo. To me, that's not that's to me that doesn't that doesn't really go well in my own in my own mind. But again, I don't fault Mitchell for wanting to run. He wanted to be a starting quarterback in the Big Ten. He got his opportunity and it didn't work out. Now, I'm sure Mitchell didn't Mitchell's struggles probably didn't do well for Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, who is now Chicago Bear, and even the young the young George Pickens. I'm sure he didn't make any I'm sure he struggled. He didn't make any friends. Then again, Pittsburgh's offense struggled. The running game did not work for the Bills. 
Once Warson was here, yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the end, running game got got better. He got he got better. And the offensive line, well, the offensive line was a was a huge struggle last year anyway. And to me, it was still a struggle this year. Life had slight improvement, but it's still a struggle. So to me, it didn't matter who's Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, or Mason Rudolph was the deal's quarterback. Now a lot of people thought that maybe Mason Rudolph, like I said before, was going to be traded to another organization, and he, you know, he could have been a backup quarterback for them. But again, there's, there was a lot of people that wanted Mason Rudolph, and again, Mason Rudolph didn't didn't exactly make, you know, didn't make people say, "Oh my gosh, we got to take a chance on Mason Rudolph." Now, again, I don't think Mason will be back next season. My guess is Trubisky returns. He's on a two-year deal. Kenny will still be the starting quarterback, and towards and towards the end of the season, I think his teammates start to get behind Kenny Pickett. Now again, it doesn't bode well when your number one, when your number one receiver comes out, I guess comes out and says that, uh, you know that you know that that the, the guy, you know, Mitch was struggling, and you know he's he's just not the quarterback that we think that he is. Again. I've always questioned why Pittsburgh still went out and got Mitch Trubisky. I never understood it. Now, granted, probably got a lot, might have been other options out there. Heck, if it, if it was Pittsburgh, they could have got Terrell Taylor, and I think he'd have been better than Mitchell Trubisky if they had the opportunity to do that. I think that would have been, I, I might have been better until Kenny Pickett came along. But again, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the thing about Pittsburgh is this. I mean, there's just certain spots that Pittsburgh knows what to do with. The wide receiver, it has been, that has been dirty mobile. It, they always seem to find that, always find a receiver. And defensively, Pittsburgh seems to always do okay for themselves on the defensive side of the ball. And granted, the defense kind of struggled at times, struggled times this year, especially without T.J. Watt. But they did draft a T.J. Watt. Cameron Keeble was the guy they drafted and drafted well. Again, you know, again, some said in the running back, you know, all the back in Franco Harris, you went out and traded for uh, you know, Jerome Bettis. But the one position to me has always been the biggest question mark on talent wise has been the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, you have to hear me out. Now, granted, they struggled for many years when the franchise started. But along came Terry Bradshaw, things changed, world championships. Then you had a tri spell. Now, granted, Granted, you had Cordell Stewart, but Cordell Stewart was not the prototypical. He didn't have Terry Bradshaw's arm. They struggled for many years. Along came Big Ben. Then again, that was it. But now, here we go all over again. Now, granted, maybe in time, Kenny Pickett would right the ship. But the one thing, I think the one thing is, is Pitcher always had a problem when it came to drafting quarterbacks. Other than Bradshaw and Big Ben, you think about it, quarterbacks always been a struggle. Certainly, other organizations. I mean, my Cincinnati Bengals didn't have really nothing to, to write home about. They have a gentleman by the name of uh, Craig Cook many years, many, many years ago, back in the early, I think like back in the early 70s. But of course, Greg Cook got hurt. They struggled a little bit. Along came Ken Anderson, and Ken Anderson had a successful, had a pretty successful career for Cincinnati. They struggled. Then along came Wilmer Sonson. 
Rumor came in. Did well. Good luck. And again, they struggled again. And for a couple years he had to Jeff Lake. Jeff Lake played fairly well for him. Struggled again. And struggled and struggled and struggled. Then finally, along came Joe Burrow. So, I can't say much about my Bengals. My Bengals have had their share of quarterback issues. But again, everybody knows it's hard to get a quarterback in this league. You have to mind the Dolphins. He had Dan Marino, a long list of, a long list of him. And Tua had the best year of his career. Of course, his concussions have become an issue. You take a look at the Broncos. John Elway struggled for many, many years. Right, they had Jay Plummer, who had maybe a season or two that was okay for Denver. For Denver. He struggled. But then Peyton Manning comes aboard. Peyton Manning puts up, you know, a career numbers. And Peyton did get, you know, they get a Super Bowl ring with him. Struggled again. Then you bring in Russell Wilson. You figure Russell Wilson's the answer. But you struggle with Russell Wilson. But the biggest, my, my argument is this. If your top receiver and Deontay Johnson is your top receiver, because again, you pay Deontay Johnson, and you extend his contract, he's your number one receiver. And if your number one receiver has a problem with a quarterback, yeah, that becomes that becomes a problem. Now, if Deontay had a good year last year, and then granted, and Deontay had a problem getting a good rapport with Trubisky, he probably had a, good, he had a hard time getting a good rapport with Kenny Pickett. Now, I think towards the end of the season, Kenny Pickett started getting on the same page. Starting on the same page, and when they get on the same page with with Pickett, and George Pickens again, receiver, he was having problems with Kenny Pickett because he wasn't getting the ball enough. But again, you have an off season. You have an off. You have an off season to uh, you know to right the ship. And you know, Kenny Pickett brings in Deontay Johnson. He goes and gets George Pickens. You know, maybe he brings him brings him to his hometown. Well, you know, you know how quarterbacks do. A lot of quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks in this league. I mean, Russell Wilson did this last year. He got, he got uh, Sutton together. He got Jerry Judy together. Tim Patrick together. He got these guys together. And quarterbacks will do this. They'll get the, they'll get their receivers together at some point. At some point, maybe in a month or two. And you get them together and you try to build a rapport. Maybe Kenny Pickett can do that. And maybe you can see some upgrade in Deontay Johnson's number. Maybe George Pickens will get the ball more. Now, you know, that's that's again. But again, if but again, if your top receiver is simply getting on your case, getting on your case, that's not good, that's not a very that's not a very good sign. And yet again, my guess is Mitchell will be back. He'll probably he's got a two year deal. My guess is he'll back he'll back up. Kenny Pickett moving forward, I'm guessing that. And Mason Rudolph, I'm sure he'll be he'll be gone out of town, and Mason will probably find up one. It's a lot of losses too. But again, there's also been situations where the number one receiver yeah gets booted out of town, and this is a situation I don't see Deontay. I can see Mitchell Trubisky leaving before Deontay Johnson. And again, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's a question to me for the season as to why. You signed Mitchell Trubisky anyway. To me, you could have done a better job instead of Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, push come to shove, you could have let Mason Rudolph be the starting quarterback for you until Kenny Pickett was ready. I think you might have had a better chance of Rudolph than you did Trubisky. Now, I know Trubisky, Trubisky's 
mobility. I'm sure playing the guitar played a very big role in why they won the award. Mike Tomlin and Mikey Moore were quarterbacks. Mike had Cordell Stewart at one point in time, and he liked that. He liked that mobility. And Mitchell, you do that mobility. And certainly Mason Rudolph does not give it to you. And Kenny Pickett has pretty, Kenny Pickett has mobility. I think Trubisky is is more mobile than Kenny Pickett, certainly. But Pickett can run the ball. He did that at the University of Pittsburgh. And to me, he can do that. He can certainly do that here. But to me, to be honest with you, they probably better let Mason Rudolph start. That would be the case that Rudolph start. Let Pickett maybe be the backup. Or bring in more veteran quarterbacks. Again, to me, we joked about Tavon Taylor. They could have brought Tavon Taylor in and let him be the starting quarterback. And let Pickett and Rudolph battle out for the number, for the number two spot. Ruger comes in number three guy. Pickett at one point in time was the number three going to camp. Pickett was struggling. Trubisky and Rudolph played well enough. But once the preseason got underway, all three quarterbacks played well. And it was an interesting dilemma. But they stuck with Mitchell Trubisky and signed to a two-year deal to bring him in. To strengthen, like I said, the stopgap towards Ken Pickett. Well now, it's Ken Pickett's team. And his teammates seem to love him. Now, Deontay Johnson, again, they seem to hit it off. Towards the end of the season, they start hitting it off. Now, Kenny's got to be a good forward. George Pickens, who has tremendous upside. And again, like I said before, the Seals have a way of finding their receiver, finding that receiver. They always do. But moving forward, I'm interested to see Mitchell Trubisky. Does the animal? Like I said, we're guessing the state of Pittsburgh, but then again, nothing's ever, nothing's ever short, short, right? But I can see. But I can see they moved on from Trubisky. Maybe you convince Mason Rudolph to hang around and let him back up. I mean, to me, I can see that being a possibility. Get off from Trubisky's contract, pick up your starter, let Rudolph be a backup, and then if you have to draft like a number you know, quarterback in the late rounds, go do so. That to me would be the better option. Pittsburgh moving forward. Get away from Mitchell Trubisky. You know, and let Kenny, and let Kenny move forward. Let Kenny, let Kenny, I mean, I mean, I'm sure maybe Kenny will bring Deontay Johnson or George Pickens into the, into the fold. You know, let them, you know, all season, let them work out together. To be honest with you, the AC North, if you look at it this way, I know everybody talk, a lot of people do talk about the Bengals and the talent that they have right now. Now the Ravens, Lamar Jackson is the question mark. Does he resign or does he go elsewhere? You freaking know that the Ravens and Lamar will sit down the offseason. They'll get something worked out. At least you would believe that to be the case. But again, with Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, a full 17 games. And can Deshaun Watson be that guy they work with the Houston Texans? That's the situation, but it's not. I mean, the division to me is kind of still up in the air. But I do like you. You, you gotta like you gotta like what Pittsburgh has done. The young quarterback, Najee Harris, going his third year. I like Warren going his second year as the backup to Najee Harris. Deontay's still young. Pickens a young receiver. You got a good tight end. I mean, there's a nucleus for a good offense. The offensive line is something to me. That's still got to be addressed. 
defense. Still got, you know, TJ Watson, man. Again, TJ is a guy that's really been running for, what, uh, defensive player of the year pretty much almost every year. And granted, he suffered some injuries the last couple of years. And he's certainly played a part of the, part of the, huge part of that defense. But again, I like to see Pittsburgh work on the secondary. That's another situation they've had to work on that secondary for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh can surprise a lot of teams next year. Again, how much, yeah, how much can King improve in his, in his second, yeah, in his second year? That's going to be, that's going to be the big, that's going to be the biggest, the biggest issue. Can he improve? We'll find, we'll find out if Kenny Pickett can make that jump from his rookie year to his second year. And again, with Mitchell Trubisky, it might, maybe, maybe it's the, how, how the college people say it, one and done. Maybe. Maybe it's time for the, uh, maybe it's time for Pittsburgh to be one and done Mitchell Trubisky and get him out of there. And certainly, like, and let Kenny, and let, Give Kenny, Kenny every opportunity on the sun. Tell Kenny Mitchell's out of here. You're our quarterback moving forward. I think that's something that needs to be done. And again, as I said, it's not usually a good sign when your top receiver blows up in the locker room at the quarterback because he's not giving the ball enough. Not another. You've got these diva receivers. They want the ball every opportunity under the sun. But again. I've always questioned me about why the Pittsburgh only got Mitchell Trubisky. Again, that's something that I don't understand. And to me, that's not Deontay Johnson's fault. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers brass for bringing Mitchell Trubisky in the first place. Now, for my um, for our listeners out there, and I'll be honest with you, I like to read a lot, a lot, a lot on football, and you read various articles, whether it on ESPN or. NFL.com or Yahoo, I've read like CBS Sports articles, I've read Fox Sports articles. You know, I'll read Facebook. Facebook has some interesting, interesting um, thoughts as well. Some, you know, some Facebook will pull some articles that another writer's written, you know, somewhere, and they'll put it on their and they'll put it on, on their page. And there was one article that kind of caught my attention, and I'll discuss it. And that's the Raiders, and this is not, and this is not really about a, a Derek Carr situation. This is not about Derek Carr or Josh McDaniels. This is actually about Mark Davis. Um, there was an article I read that a writer had written something about Mark Davis. wasn't too. I guess he's not too pleased about the attendance. I don't know if it was this season or maybe last season, last couple of years, the last couple, maybe the last couple of years that. He has been on the the Las Vegas fans for the for the attendance, I think, for the attendance of not, you know, the attendance issues. Now, now for Mark Davis, certainly this. Now, certainly when the Raiders went to Vegas in the first season, certainly, yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly you're gonna sell you're gonna sell a lot of tickets. And you probably sell out some games. Because it's new, it's fresh. I mean, a sports team in Las Vegas, who'd have thought that, right? I mean, I'm surprised that baseball or basketball didn't think about that a long time ago. Now, I know that LeBron James talked about maybe being an owner 
and having a team in Vegas. I believe that Oracle, I believe that LeBron had talked about that. Might have been at some point last season. But the point is, is just like just like anything on its own, it's kind of like it's kind of like a kid. It's like when you get you get a toy on Christmas, and you play you play that toy for maybe for maybe a few weeks, maybe a month, and then after a while, you kind of get you kind of get tired of it. Now in this situation, what the Vegas means is yes, it's a team in Vegas, and again. You know, and it was with that uh, a sports team, and I'm sure they came they came in in bunches in Vegas. But the thing is, and Mark Davis has to realize is you have to look at the product. Yeah, the product was good for the, for the Raiders the last several years, and that's even if you were still sitting in Oakland to now, the product has not been has not been good. I mean, Mark has to realize the rock has not been that solid. Now, let's be honest with you. Of course, we can talk about Derek Carr because Derek Carr has been the opening for nine years. And Derek Carr has been, Derek Carr has been the prototypical good soldier. He's been there. He's been through some rough times. Now, Mark Davis is the guy that spent what he gave uh, John Gruden a 10-year deal. What is it, $100 million something, something ridiculous. Figured that John Gruden was gonna was gonna write the ship and everything else, but Gruden couldn't do couldn't do it. He couldn't he couldn't do it. And of course, we all know what happened last season with you know Gruden and we all know what happened last season. He got you know he had to get fired, and the special teams coach ended up being the head being the football coach. And to be honest with you, the Raiders actually made the playoffs, which kind of says something for Derek Carr and the. And the, and the guys that played on that field. Now, you know, again, you know, Mark, again, we'll go back to Mark Davis. But Mark has to realize the product on the field. I mean, take a look. You had Gruden and Maylock. Let's be honest with you, dudes. Let's be honest with you, Mark. I mean, the product wasn't that good. I mean, Gruden and Maylock came in and they made a lot of bad decisions, especially in the draft. A lot of bad decisions. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you Josh Jacobs. I'll give you Josh Jacobs. Man. They drafted Josh Jacobs. He played extremely well. I mean, heck, even Josh Jacobs has come out has come out and admitted that he wasn't the biggest John Gruden fan, but he enjoyed George playing for Josh McDaniels. And like I said, you you've gotten kind of lucky. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you Max Crosby. Max Crosby has been a pretty solid player for the Raiders. I can, I can give you those too. But it's like the Colin Farrells of the world. I can't give you. I can't give you that. You made some, of course, what was it? Rutherford. You drafted him, figured he was going to be a pretty stellar pick, stellar guy on your offensive line for many, many years. And he lasted, what, one year. He was off to, he was off, went off to Chicago and signed him, signed him as a free agent. Again, the problem is, and the problem is, is in, in the Harry die hard fast, in the professional sports team. Sure, you love them to death, you love your team to death, but you want to see a winner. You want to see a consistent product on the field. And Mark has to realize you haven't had that product on the field. Gruden and Eli didn't do that great a job. They didn't. And the play.
Plus, now some of the players you've had, you know, let's be honest with you. Man, I'm sure this year, like I said before, you brought in Josh McDaniels. You feel like, you know, Derek Carr, Derek Carr struggled this year. I get it. You benched him. And you got him at, you got him at town. And I'm sure there, there, are, there are some Derek Carr fans in Vegas probably still sitting over as well. And I'm sure that kind of soured them. Your offensive line, your offensive line has struggled the last few years. At one point in time, your offensive line was, was pretty decent at one point in time. But your defense, your defense has struggled for, for several years now. Sure, you got Crawford, you got Chandler, you got Chandler Jones. But let's be honest with you, the defense is struggling. And to me, you have to wonder if Josh McDaniels and Brad Ziegler can get, can get the team out of the mess that Gruden and Gatelock created. You have to wonder, can they... Can they, can they dig themselves out? Now, I know you can go give Josh and Daniels and Ziggler an opportunity to do so, and I don't blame you, and you should. Again, some people like working with Josh and Daniels. Josh Ziggler's come out and said that. I don't think Derek Carr, Derek Carr, now granted, I don't think Derek Carr was John Gruden's biggest fan, but I think Carr and Gruden kind of had it worked out, kind of figured it out a little bit. Carr had a career year last year under Gruden. But, you know, some people, you know, some experts, and some experts figure that, you know, Derek Carr is a, is a pretty decent quarterback, but some people don't feel he's a top 10 type of quarterback. But, again, that's, you know, that's, that's subject to, you know, but, again, now the only safety of Derek Carr is going to be gone. There's about half the teams in the NFL might take a shot at Derek Carr. If you listen, if you if you read, if you read books, the Jets are taking Miami, you know, Miami Dolphins came into the situation. The Commanders, the Panthers, teams have probably needed a quarterback this all this all season. But for Mark Davis, he has to realize, I mean, Grant you're in Vegas. And Vegas is a hotbed. The gambling capital of the world. I mean, what's that expression that happens in Vegas? Stays in Vegas, right? Have, have we not heard that for so many years? The problem is, the only problem with that is, what's in Vegas right now, Mark, is not is not that good, and that's why people are not coming to the games. If you start winning, you know they say winning cures all, right? If you start winning, now granted, look, I get this. You got Kansas City in the division, the Chargers in the division, and granted, Denver struggled this year, but you got. Maybe the toughest division in all of football. And you have to catch up. The, the Chiefs have been the top of that division for several years now. Yeah, Ken Josh Daniels and your new quarterback. They're gonna have to be, they're gonna have to try to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. You've had a hard time doing that. You have to beat Brandon Staley. Justin Herbert. I still got like Justin Herbert and Staley. But Justin Herbert's not going anywhere anytime soon. And for Denver, well, you gotta work with a new football coach. Hopefully it's not Sean Payton, because if Sean Payton comes in, that's something that, and maybe Sean Payton takes Russell Wilson, if that happens to be the case, then you're gonna be struggling then. Yeah, then that's gonna be another struggle for you. So Mark, your boys have got the work cut work cut out for them. What can, you, what can you do? 
and it was going to take Derek Carr's spot. Is Jared Stidham your answer? And I started holding on. Jared may come back as a backup quarterback next year, but he's not going to be a starter. And what are you going to do? And can you move up in the draft and get Bryce Young and CJ Stroud? I don't think you can. I really don't believe you can. Can you trade for a quarterback? I don't know. Now, Grant, Josh Jacobs is a free agent, but the world on the street is that he'll probably sit down and talk to Josh, Josh Jacobs and sign him to a contract, sign him to a new contract. If not, franchise tag him. I think it's what, $10 million per year for a quarterback, for a running back. And the offensive line, you still got to work on the offensive line. And I get it. I get your deals. You got Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Jeremy. You can have all the full 17 teams, okay? You got something. But your defense, your defense is still is, is still not that good. And that's something again, now it comes down to again, if you think about it, it's still gonna be the worst again going into next season. It's gonna still be the worst team I think in that division. Because to me, Kansas City is still at the top. Chargers may be number two. Maybe the Broncos hang at three. And the Raiders will still be are still gonna be dead last in that division. So unless yeah, my only thing is, unless, unless Patrick Mahomes uh, breaks his leg at the end of the end of the year, pay for the year, you might have a chance. You, you might have a chance. If Justin, you know, if Justin, if Justin Herbert uh, uh, breaks his don't breaks breaks his arm, his torn arm, maybe you got a chance. Maybe you got a chance there. For Denver, that's if Denver can ever break the ship. Maybe if Sean Payton comes in, gets full success in life. But again, you're going to have to have a freak of nature for the Raiders to be contenders, to even consider contenders for next season. And Mark, it's going to be hard to do. You're a Raiders, if you're a Las Vegas fan, it's going to be hard to come to a game and go watch you get beat by the Chiefs or the Chargers or even Denver. Whoever else is on your schedule come next season, it's going to be hard for a fan to know that you're not going to make the playoffs next season. And I don't think you're going to do that. You'll have a new quarterback. If you have a new quarterback, you're going to have struggles. You'll have struggles. Unless that quarterback you get comes in and throws for 4,000 yards, uh, maybe 30 touchdowns, then that's great. Get your offensive line straight. And the problem is, granted, if you do bring Josh Jacobs back, that's great. And Devontae, you spent all that money on Devontae Adams. Well, can Devontae, can Devontae get a good rapport with the new quarterback? Whoever that happens to be. So, Mark, when he came, when the Vegas came to town, it was all, it was, it was bright lights. People, you know, people loved it. It was new. It was fresh. It was different. Just like a kid, you get bored with it after a while. And to me, people don't like losing. People don't like losing. Fans don't like a losing team. And Mark, you have a losing team. Now, whether whether Josh McDaniels or Brad Zeckler get it straight, certainly you hope so. But Mark, if you can't put the right product on the field for your for your fans to come, don't worry. Do something about it. Get a winner there. And I'm, uh, let's jump back and let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers one last time before we end this. 
There was, uh, and we'll talk about Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Seems to be in the news quite a bit for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the uh, top receiver. There was a tweet put out. I don't, I, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before yesterday. He put out a tweet that there are changes coming in Pittsburgh. Now, some writers and some experts took it to be that that maybe Matt Canada could be fired as the offensive coordinator for the. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's what people were saying Devon, Deontay Johnson was talking about. Now, Matt, Matt certainly has not endeared himself. Now, he has not endeared himself. And Matt was the offensive coordinator last year and, you know, in Big Ben's last last year. And Matt, Matt did not get things done last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, Big Ben was hurt, you know. You had to deal with Mason Rudolph, and Mason Rudolph struggled. And Matt, I think Matt has been been given pretty much a third, I mean, third degree by, I guess, like fans and expert, you know, and uh, other NFL NFL experts. But the Deontay, Deontay Johnson's tweet does become a little interesting. There's going to be some changes made now. Whether that's Matt Canada getting fined, or maybe Mitch Trubisky is one and done. Maybe my, maybe my thought process of, yeah, I don't, you know, 15 minutes ago might be a uh, possibility what he meant by changes coming. But, you know, for Matt Cannon, Matt Cannon was put in a situation to the point where he had to, he had to, you know, Big Ben, who was pretty much on, on his last leg anyway, and I have a lot of respect for Big Ben and what he's done, and certainly Big Ben will be a Hall of Famer. He won a couple of Super Bowls. He had his, he doubled his dig. But Matt, you know, Matt had to probably pop up, prop up, you know, Big Ben, uh, Mason, you had to deal with Mason Rudolph. Matt had a lot, Matt had a lot to deal, deal with last year. Matt had struggling quarterbacks. He had a pretty poor offensive line. Now, Grant Najee played well last year. They had Deontay Johnson who played well last year. Other than Najee Harris, maybe Deontay Johnson. There was a lot of struggles. Now, someone sort of put, put the blame on Matt Canada for that. But again, like I said, I mean, Big Ben was, was certainly telling in his career. Injuries, you know, injuries hurt Big Ben. Mason Rudolph is not exactly a top of the line quarterback. He's not a top 10 quarterback in this league that struggled under Matt Canada. The offensive line was horrible. But again, now again, last year you had Deontay Johnson, you had Chase Claypool, yeah. So you had like you had some weapons to work with last year, but your quarterback play was not that great. And the offensive line was horrible. And again, how much do you blame Matt Canada? That this is kind of like a Scott Turner thing. How much can you blame blame them? Now Matt has come under fire for some for some of the stuff and some of the decisions he has he has made. I get that, and you can understand that. But for Deontay Johnson, let me see. He wanted he wanted Mitchell Trubisky. He cracked on me. He got on Mitchell Trubisky's case, and he ends up being you can call a spade for what it is a spade. But the point is, some people that that could have led to Mitchell Trubisky getting bench. Well, now if Deontay Johnson speaks up again, does Matt Cannon lose his job? Uh, I mean, Mike. I don't know if I see Mike Tomlin firing in Canada. I'm not saying it's not impossible, 
but it could be. But I don't think I don't think he does. I think I think he gets kicked Canada another year with the lease. You know, Kenny Pickett being your starting quarterback all year. But again, again, like I said before, there's talent there. The offensive line right now is the biggest issue still for Pittsburgh. You got two decent running backs, Deontay and Pickens. And you got a pretty solid tight end. The thing is, yeah, can Matt, you know, can Matt, you know, can Matt can write the ship and get Pittsburgh's offense into gear? Now, I don't see Pittsburgh's offense being Kansas City. They're going to play like the, the Philadelphia Eagles or something like that. I don't see them being that, being that potent. But I think if Matt can get something out of, you know, Kenny Pickett and something out of that offense alone, then Matt's on his job. To me, it's always been Pittsburgh. It's been the defense. Pittsburgh's defense has, has had its ups and downs the last couple of years. Again, that's not Matt Cannon's fault. Matt Cannon doesn't, doesn't play defense. He's not a defensive coordinator. But again, again, you know, again, it kind of found interesting that Deontay Johnson comes out and pretty much says that, hey, there's going to be some changes. Well, I'm not saying he's not right. I'm sure there's going to be changes on the offensive side of the ball, whether it's Matt Cannon finally gets the boost, get the boot, or you know, maybe Mitchell Trubisky's out of town. But with Deontay Johnson, it becomes a very interesting question. What are changes? What are the changes? I mean, I don't think Mike Tomlin's not getting fired. I don't see that happening. Because Pittsburgh only had, what, a few coaches in many, many years in the organization. I mean, you go from, what, Chuck Muller to Bill Cowher, yeah, to Mike Tomlin. So that's not going to be the case. But what is Deontay Johnson talking about? I'm interested to see. Could that Canada be? Could that Canada be gone? We'll find out soon. We'll find out soon enough. I mean, Deontay Johnson, maybe Deontay Johnson started to come up, come up, starting to sound like Antonio Brown or something. No, I can't say he's quite, I can't say he's quite that bad. But it kind of, in a way, it's kind of, it's kind of, I can't say it's funny in a way, but it's kind of sounds like Deontay Johnson is becoming. Antonio Brown. I mean, what does that mean? Does Deontay Johnson get moved out of town? Does Deontay Johnson get traded somewhere? I, mean, I don't see that being a change in the system, but I think Kenny Pickett is a starting quarterback for next season, unless an injury. And Matt Canada, I'm guessing Matt Canada will continue to come back, but you never know with this, you know, you never know with the NFL nowadays how things move. But for, but I'm interested again. Like I said, I'm interested to see what Deontay Johnson says. Could could it, could Matt Canada be gone? I don't know. If it is, if Matt is gone, who you bring in as the offensive coordinator? Again, that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Interesting philosophy. But for right now, Canada comes back, and I think Deontay Johnson's going to have to live with that. We'll live with those uh, results. Ladies that's all I have time for this episode this week or today. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.